You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Welcome back to the Saints Radio Exclusive, the WWL Saints Draft Preview. Mike Hoff, Deuce McAllister, the draft tonight, 7 o'clock, Las Vegas. The Saints with seven overall picks over the three days. Jacksonville and Kansas City have the most at 12. Miami has the least with four picks. Joining us now, Saints offensive coordinator Pete Carmichael. Been with this football team a long time. Drew Brees came with him in, in, in 2006. And now calling plays on your on your own. You've done that before. It's not like it's the first time, but you won't have kind of Sean. And you're, looking, you're not looking over your shoulder anymore. Has, has it been a different dynamic for you? Well, I think um, it'll be different, uh, obviously, like you said. And uh, I would say that the, the core principles, the beliefs, and kind of the system that we built, there won't be much change. But we do have, um, you know, we brought in a few new coaches as well this year on the offensive side of the ball. And so uh, they'll come in with some fresh ideas, and uh, it's going to be exciting. Well, and Pete, that kind of leads me to the next question. When you talk about Jameis Winston and Andy Dalton and obviously Taysom in the room with Ian Book also, um, when you talk about that offense, we know the core principles of what it was, but how much will you lean on some of the strengths as some of the things that they do well as far as your quarterbacks are concerned, particularly Jameis, and trying to implement that into, hey, let's highlight these plays. This is what he likes to do. Let's highlight this skill set. Yeah, I think that's always kind of been the belief is, hey, let's make sure we're putting our players in a position uh, to do things that they do well. And, uh, you know, there's been a lot of a lot of time spent looking at the things that Jameis does well and, um, uh, you know, what he's feeling comfortable with as well. There's been some dialogue this offseason as he's coming back, things that he, had, uh, you know, that he liked last year that we did and maybe just some new ideas that he might have done earlier in his career. Uh, the addition of Andy's uh, a good a good for that room. He's going to bring a lot of value as far as his experience and his veteran leadership. Um, and then a guy like Taysom, I mean, just finding ways to get him on the field in whatever position that is is, is, uh, is important because he's got such a great skill set to do all that stuff. And then Ian's still young um, and, and just looking forward to working with him this offseason. Pete, I got, I'll ask you, and I, I know this isn't your, your question. We'll beat Mickey up on it. But, okay. you know, obviously the, the the question is is receiver. What do the Saints do at receiver? Do they draft one? Do they go, you know, people are upset that you haven't signed anybody. We need this player. We need this player. Adding Michael Thomas back to that equation. And I understand and I know that we don't know if he will be back to the level that he was two years ago. But how much better does he make that room and then if you are able to add a receiver or two to that room, how different do you feel about this team? Well, I think there's just uh, – let's start with just bringing back Mike Thomas and uh, things that not only does he bring to the table as a receiver and um, his ability to just be so productive, but also it might change maybe the defense that you're seeing and uh, open up other things for other guys and even just things in the running game. If they're trying to take Mike Thomas away, it gives you the ability to – uh, you know, maybe something better for Alvin to do. And so, I, obviously, uh, him being back in the fold is exciting, and uh, we're glad that that's uh, happening. And then as far as, um, you know, adding another piece, again, yeah, that would be a good question for Mickey. Uh, <laughs> but, but any any you know, anything that happens in this draft, there will be a vision, clear vision of why we're taking a guy and 
and uh, what the role will be for that player. We were talking with Jeff Ireland earlier. We were talking kind of the quarterbacks one through five or five through one, and that's the weirdest thing I've ever seen. One team might have five at one and one at five. I've never seen that kind of disparity. But then Jeff said, but don't, don't, don't let that lead you to believe that there's not good quarterbacks, that these guys, that they're not out of that five, there's some really good quarterbacks there. You see some of that too? Yeah, I think I, think I would agree with that statement that as you're um, looking at these guys, there was probably a lot of just in our building alone, you could have a lot of difference, differences of opinions, and I think that we work through that process and kind of talk about their strengths and maybe some areas of uh, where they could improve, but if, if they were a part of this team, how they could help us. But obviously, yeah, I think uh, there's a lot of unknown with that position, I think, that as this draft unfolds. Have you – there were 60 – you know, 32 teams last year, 32 different starting quarterbacks in 2021. Last year was like none other, but only one team started four. That was you. And that was you preparing four different quarterbacks for an enormous challenge and to finish nine and eight. As you look back on it now, the challenge of really having to prepare that many quarterbacks throughout that season. Oh, I think this. I think all the quarterbacks have different strengths and uh, tailoring, tailoring your offense maybe to, you know, what they do well. Uh, but we wouldn't have them in the building if we didn't feel good about them uh, having to go out there and play. And so, uh, again, we're excited about that room. When you talk about – um, the receivers and obviously the quarterback, I think it would be uh, we would do an injustice if we didn't talk about the offensive line and just how do you like some of those younger players uh, that you have already and then obviously being able to get a healthy Ryan Ramchick back, how much of an impact and a difference maker will he be for this offense? I think I think you could just look at the games that he played and he came back uh, late in the year there for that last one and, and uh, you know really the production that we had with when he is playing – uh, makes such a big difference. We're excited about the young guys. Uh, Eric McCoy is obviously exceptional. One, we feel like one of the best at that position. So uh, we are excited about that group. And then again, uh, you know, Doug Marone coming in, coming in with some fresh ideas, and uh, uh, we feel like we got a good group there. Old, old is new. That again, right for Doug, yeah, he's got right. fresh ideas, yeah. but you know, he's he's also been here as a player and a coach. That's so it's, right. it's a unique, unique kind of thing. Uh, what what do you what do you do? What what is your that's your role? Like where are you tonight? Where are you tomorrow? Are you are you in it? Or are you back in the third table? I would say that uh, I'll be in the uh, draft in the the main room, but I'll just be back and watching uh you know Mickey and and Jeff and Dennis uh, kind of formulate the ideas, work their magic, work their magic, <laughs> and then uh, regardless of whether it's offense, defense, what position. Um, They'll obviously talk to the coordinators. They'll talk to the position coaches as, uh, as we get closer to the picks. Pete Carmichael, offensive coordinator, thanks for your time as well, always. You Go Pels. Love yeah. the jacket tonight. No doubt. Everybody's got it all. We'll take a quick break. <laughs> Come right. back. Mickey Loomis will join us, executive vice president and general manager, Saints Draft Preview, WWL. Stay with us. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic 
and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome back. Saints radio exclusive. WBL draft preview. Mike Austin, Deuce McAllister. Mickey Loomis walking into the room, saluting, handshaking, picking up the microphone. This is live radio as it happens, baby. Sorry. No, you're okay. We just came back from break, so you, you timed it perfectly. That's what I do. <laughs> so, 16 and 19, uh, and this is truly, and every there are years when you can look one through seven and go, okay, know what they want, got it done. It's almost a you know, habit. I don't think anybody could do that. You couldn't do that within the division, just find four teams <laughs> to agree on that. Is, this, is that just a, a feeling that is this, or is this a pretty little aberration of a draft we got right here? Well, I think that there's a, I would guess that there's a pretty good consensus as to the top five or six. Then after that, I think it's, um, you know, in the eye of the beholder. So I kind of look at it in the sense that the draft really starts at pick six. Um, you know, Carolina. There, there, there could be a shock or a surprise in the top right. five, but, but I don't think we expect that. Um, now it, it may be that, hey, the one you know you saw, thought somebody was going to go one and they go three and two goes in four. But I think I think the first top five uh, and maybe six picks are, are um, there's a consensus about that. So six, you think you you know you feel like you have a good hold on what Carolina will do at six because they don't pick again until no, the fourth round at one thirty seven. Yeah, I don't. That's I a don't, lot. I don't. I don't. I, and and look, I don't have. A good sense of what any individual team would do. All I'm saying is, is that uh, the five names that uh, um, that are going to be the first five taken off, I think I think most teams would uh, would be able to pick those out. To pick those out. Well, I don't have a draft question. I, uh, before I get to the draft question, <laughs> you'll tell me the truth. You're gonna give me two strokes. No, I am not giving you two strokes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I guess I can ask you a draft draft question. Um, okay. Well, I, I had to ask. But I'm looking forward to playing you. Well, it's coming in due time. How this process with the draft for you guys, and we talked a little bit about with Jeff, this process just doesn't stop this weekend as far as team building. How does this process process continue for you as far as you try to get the best 55 or, you know, 60, yep. 60 total people in this building. I know this is an important p- yep. piece of it, yep. but it just it doesn't stop this yep. weekend. Well, I, you know, 
look, the way this works is, is you know, the season ends, and the first thing that we start doing is we try to re- re-sign our own guys, right? And then free agency comes, and you try to add some, some players um, at, at your perceived holes or at your real holes mm-hmm. that are not <laughs> actually. Um, and then the draft comes, right? And so we, we get to add some players um, and some pieces in the draft. The draft ends. Now we're in the college free agent market, right? And then what happens after that, you know, things settle down, teams get their players, and then there's this aftermarket, uh, if you would. The guys that didn't get signed in in free agency that are waiting to see what a better situation uh, might come up based upon what teams did in the draft. And, look, there's always that group of players that become available because a team drafted at their position and they're going to make a change. So, look, we're we're in on all of that, um, and and uh, we will be in on all of it. So, so to, to to talk about a free agent player that maybe you guys um, didn't sign before, mm-hmm. and now the price is right for them because right. now they know that this may be my only other team. They may have three teams but they see what you did draft-wise, and they feel like, hey, look, this may be a pretty good situation. Yeah, yes, and, and it's, it's not always just tied to the contract. I mean, obviously that's an important piece. Uh, but come on, Mickey. I mean, it, the money's no, important. Now. The money's important. I'm not saying it isn't. Okay, okay. But I'm not saying that it isn't, but it's not the only thing that's important Correct. because guys, you know, they want to win. They want to go to a situation where they can be impactful. And, look, we're always in the business of helping players and helping their earning power. And part of that is, hey, are they in a good situation? Because if you play well on a good team, then there's going to be a market for you, right? You know that. Um, and so there, there's other variables outside of just who's going to pay the most. If you look at the draft, really, since when Dennis Allen came back, uh, if you start really in 16 when he was a defensive coordinator, and yet Sean is the offensive guy, but you look at the draft, and of those six picks since then, five were on defense, mm-hmm. uh, two uh, on offense, uh, offensive line. And then it's, it's really so, you, well, wait, Sean's an offensive guy, but yet we're drafting all these defensive guys. But the truth is it's it's about the trenches, isn't it? I mean, you're, and it's also you can't put a thumbprint on a draft. There's too many people involved. Yeah, I, um yeah, I, I don't think that, that uh, you know, picking offensive players or defensive players is necessarily tied to, you know, what side of the ball your head coach is on. I think it's just where you're at as an organization, where you're at, you're at as a team, your roster, um, what your philosophy is. Ours has always been to build inside out. So build the offensive and defensive line and then, you know, add, find the pieces and add the pieces uh, at the skill positions when you can. Um, and look, sometimes that's at in the first round, as it was with Deuce McAllister. So, um, all right, you had Ricky Williams, right? But yeah, you know, I would say over the the you know that period from from um, you know fourteen through eighteen, look, we were struggling on defense, and we had you know we had to uh, shore up that side of the ball because our offense was pretty productive, and and uh, you know, we had players that, that uh, um, were real good on that side of the ball. But at the same time, you know, you'll, you'll notice we've always paid attention to the offensive line um, yeah. and the defensive line. Very Mickey, much so. Mickey, I got one, uh, and this is my last one for you. After you see what a team does in the first or second round, and I know that we've done it before as far as the Saints, but let's just say they, they have a veteran and now they have an a, a influx of players. 
Um, would you be afraid of, and I know the answer here, but would you be afraid of trading a draft pick for a veteran player, maybe a mid-round, late draft pick, or even for next year to be able to pick up a player that, hey, look, maybe we didn't acquire that that position or we feel like he's an upgrade of what we have or he can just add something to the room? Yeah, I think that more, yes, the answer to that is yes, we would do that, but I think that's oftentimes more the discussion after the draft, and, you, and then you're trading away, and you know, a pick next year. But look, we've had situations, um, you know, particularly early in in Sean's career here, where we we moved within a round and added a, a veteran player, Hollis Thomas. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I think Mark Simino maybe Sark might Simino have been as one. Well. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we you know we've been able to do that at times. Well, good luck. Have a great weekend. Good luck tonight. Go Pelicans. Thank you. Yep, top. Go and so lots going line. on. 16 and 19. And we will talk uh, later tonight and then uh, big day Friday. And of course, Saturday as well. That'll be Darren Rizzi's taking care of Saturday. So you can, you, you, you can step back on Saturday. He said he was taking care of that one. I got it. Absolutely. <laughs> and, and, uh, the only thing we need to work on is how many strokes Deuce is going to give. <laughs> two. Two sounds like a, not enough. Not enough on my book. But we'll see. Mickey Loomis, Saints Executive Vice President, General Manager. We've got to step aside as well. Saints Draft Preview. Mike Hoss, Deuce McAllister, back after a break on WWL. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medella is your reward. Medella, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Hey, everyone. Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Welcome back, Saints Draft Preview. Mike Ostus McAllister leading you up to 6 o'clock tonight when we will have Draft Fest with Bobby Bear, Christian Garrick, and Mike Tillier. They'll be at Urban South. And, of course, the draft's at 7 o'clock in Vegas. Saints with 16 and 19. Joining us now is a national scout, Terry Wooden, who's been a very busy man and just came in for tonight's role. What will be your role tonight? National scouts are, the, as Jeff Ireland said, Texas, you know, guy, Hayes in the barn. Uh, what will be your role tonight? Uh, for the most part, uh, like like uh, Jeff was saying, the hay is in the barn. And so tonight, you know, if, you know, GM, head coach, they have a question about a player, you know, it's my role to, you know, kind of maybe fill in the blanks and kind of just refresh their memory on a certain player. 
does it become, it feels like, because the grading systems to me have got to be somewhat similar, that at this, we see more or feel more of gut feelings, eye test at this point. Like when he's caught, when he, if they go to Terry, Terry Wooden on a question, is, is it an eye test of what we saw of this kid? Uh, it, yeah, you can kind of say. Or refresh their memory. Refresh their memory. Right. Just kind of, hey, remember when we talked about this player in February or a couple of weeks ago? This is what we like about him. This is what we don't like about him, that type of thing. Terry, I know a lot of times when you talk about pro day, you talk about combine, um, things of that nature, and maybe a player, he tests out of this world. But when you go and look at the tape or you go back and look at your notes, it doesn't show up. How much does the testing play a part or what my eyes saw, the film? Do, is it more relying on the film, or does the testing make you go back and, man, i got to go watch that again? You know, may, 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 let me look at that note one more time. I'm just trying to figure out where's the gauge. You know, where, 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 what am I leaning on? Yeah, well, like, like you were saying, it, it helps confirm some, confirm some things. Like uh, maybe you, you don't see a guy, you don't think he's as fast as he is, and then he runs. You're like, oh, you know, wait, wait a minute, maybe I need to go back and look at something because, you know, I didn't think he could, you know, Maybe he wasn't as fast as I thought he was, but he he blazes his time. And, you know, you kind of go back and you double check on those type of things. Or, you know, maybe uh, there's a guy, you know, uh, he's not strong on tape, but then he goes in there and he puts up 225 like 30 times. And it's kind of used to confirm things and also, you know, helps lead you back to things that maybe you didn't see the first time when you saw a player. When you talk about some of the uh, young men that have an opportunity to play at some of the bowl games, you know, Senior Bowl, uh, Shrine Bowl, East-West, NFLPA, whatever bowl game it may be, how much of, let's just say uh, he is a small school young man and he gets to play in that type of bowl, how much does that week of practice help you kind of determine, okay, yes, this kid can play at that next level in a sense? Well, you you want to see him be able to hold his own against better competition. And, you know, you kind of want to see how he progresses throughout the week because the first couple of days he's, you know, he's probably getting acclimated and he might not look as good. But then you say, did he improve? You see improvement on Tuesday. You see improvement on Wednesday. Okay, you know what I mean? So those are the things you look for, especially when you see a small school guy playing, you know, like the senior Mm -hmm. bowl or one of the major, you know, all-star games. And and ability to translate with pads on. Can you see these guys in these pro days and wherever they're, they're at the combine, they're, you know, they're running, they're shirtless. I mean, I, I, you know, you mm. put the pads on. I mean, it's, it's a different, different game. It's not, it's not about four, three at that point. It's about being faster than that guy. Right. Right. No doubt. You know, and you know, you, when the pads aren't on, you know, what you guys are going to look good. It's usually the smaller guys because you know, the quicker skill guys, but it's hard to judge the, the offensive and defensive linemen because they don't have the pads on. And that's where, you know, Hey, that's where they make their, you know, their, their bread and butters are, you know, with the pads on, being able to push guys and move guys and see who's strong, see who, you know, lacks strength. But, uh, you know, the pads, you know, it, it, it definitely helps other positions. You know, like I was saying, a skill guy with the pads on, it, it really is not, it's not going to make much of a difference because you can see the speed, quickness, and that, those type of things, you know, when they're just in shorts. He should look great in shorts. If oh, he yeah. don't look great in shorts, we got a problem. <laughs> oh, yeah, no doubt. No, yeah. I agree with you 100%. If he doesn't look great in shorts, we got a problem. Oh, and yeah. So that, that, that's where you have to go back and kind of truly reevaluate. I guess th- this question is um, – when you look at where we are now with this draft, how much work have you guys already started on 
for next year's class as far as just trying to put just not, not, not a complete board, but just because you know this prospect will be draft eligible. How much work have you guys already started on for next year's draft? Uh, we're kind of starting, you know, right now. But for for the most part, a lot of guys, you know, when you go into a school, you know, over a period of time, you get a feel for the roster and you kind of know, you know, like who's, you know, who's going to be the next guys in line, you know, the guys you're going to be looking at next year. So guys, you know, they already have some idea of who the players are going to be next year. And so it's, it's a continual process. Terry Wooden, National Scout, enjoyed the night. Uh, the, a lot of the work has been done already, so go uh, garner some of that success. Thanks for stopping right. by. Thanks for having me. Terry Wooden, National Scout, Mike Hoss, Deuce McAllister, got to step aside. Coming up, Ryan Nielsen, co-defensive coordinator after him. Dennis Allen, New Saints head coach. We're back after the break on WWL Saints Draft Preview. Welcome back to our Saints exclusive draft preview. Mike Austin, Deuce McAllister, sitting down with us now. Co-defensive coordinator and also defensive line, Ryan Nielsen joins us. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. So we've been talking about the draft, and we've been just talking about just the kind of uh, general uh, curiosity just to watch and see kind of what happens beyond maybe the first five. If Carolina kind of is the trigger, do they go quarterback? Do they go O-line? Do they go you know wide receiver? What, what do they do? Because after that, it becomes a free-for-all, right? Sure. You know, once after that, that fifth pick and, you know, the top five guys are gone, anything can happen. Trades. Guys going up, down. Uh, it's going to be interesting. For you, have, and with the added role, and certainly you've, you've been a part of this assistant head coach and defensive line and co-defensive coordinator, uh, same process, so to speak. I imagine like you still got Mickey and Dennis. Yep, yep. We did exactly everything the same um, with just a couple of different tweaks, um, but it was really good. It went through the process. It was very thorough. Felt good about the players we have ranked where we have ranked, and uh, we'll see what happens tonight. Coach, my question will be really about the room that you have currently now and the guys that are in that room and, you know, how can you get the most out of those guys? And really for you, in a sense, you have a a first-rounder already, you know, that was kind of hurt last year. And so he didn't get to play as much. So in a sense, it's almost a plus one year as far as a rookie year for for Turner. And just, you know, how do you look at that room and how can you guys kind of improve well, we've got basically the same room that we had last year, and I thought those guys gave us everything that they had. And so now we're just going to continue to work the fundamentals, continue to push the toughness and the effort. And um, when we got guys, Cam Jordan, Marcus Davenport, David Onyemata, I mean, those guys come out to practice every single day. They bring everything they have, and um, it's actually pretty cool to be in the room. And so now with Peyton, he's now seen that for a year. And so he knows now how to be a pro. He's been around all these other guys. So uh, I'm looking forward to uh, getting back and working with him, and uh, we'll see what happens in camp. When you talk about the, uh, you know, the, the co-coordinator piece and being able to say, hey, look, you know, it's not necessarily I – won't, I won't label it run game and, and, and pass game, but because it's, it, it's a unit, mm-hmm. and you've been in it, you know as far as how that operation looks. What does that front seven have to do really, really well for the overall defense to be really good? Well, we got to stop the run in the light box. I mean, that's that's really important and pressure the quarterback with the four rushers. I mean, any good defenses can do that. So that's kind of going to be our and what we have done over the last couple of years, our emphasis. And so we just got to continue to improve on that. And keep doing what you've been doing, which is, you know, you can just look at total yards, 318. That's seven in the league. But that, that, that stat doesn't mean much to me. Yeah. 19.7 points a game. 
which is what you gave up, which is fourth best in the league. That's the only stat that really matters. And you can give up less than 20 a game, you're going to win more than you're going to lose. Sure. You know, it's all about winning, right? And so whatever you got to do, uh, offense one week may have to score, defense might have to hold the other opponent down. Um, that's one of the things I think with our organization and with Dennis, you know, just continuing going here is, you know, we're going to do everything that we can just to win that football game and just just do what we can do, uh, you know, focus on our strengths, uh, minimize our weaknesses, and, you know, just continue to, to do it the same way. Coach, we know that there's no uh, – Jacksonville hadn't shown their hand as far as what they want out, outside of offensive linemen, defensive linemen, but when you look at those top three defensive linemen and, you know, we're, we're talking just defensive ends, mm-hmm. what, what do you see? And, and it, it, each player is a little bit different. You know, when you look at Aiden, when you look at uh, Walker, you, you see a different player. And then even with Thibodeau, um, what what do you see in those players? And this is not for the Saints. This is just, you know, as a, as a talent evaluator. Dynamic edge rushers, guys who come off the edge, get off the ball. Their explosion on get off is fantastic. Um, and they all play with really good fundamentals. That's the thing when you watch them, those three, man, they play with really good fundamentals. And so they're really good football players. And so I think those guys will come in early and make an impact. And so we've talked so much about the edge rushers, which then made you talk about the offensive line, the tackle that's got to block that guy. Sure. And so we've not talked a lot about but maybe a situation for this team, and I'm not asking you to say this, when it comes to pick 16 and 19, maybe do I want the fifth best edge rusher or the second best defensive tackle i mean how is that defensive tackle group because that, that may fit more in 16 19 than the fifth best db yeah you know i think uh number one we got to fill our needs you know we got to fill those holes um you know we we're lost a couple of good players and and um we got to fill those with those draft picks but on offense and defense and so the, i'm very confident that through this process, our guys of Jeff Ireland and uh, Mickey Loomis, Dennis Allen, they've all been in there the whole time and ranked them how they should be ranked them. So confident that uh, it's going to be a good day. We hope so. Have a good night tonight, Thank good you. day tomorrow, good day Saturday, and then uh, it'll be on us, OTA's mini camp, and then training camp will be here. It's almost here. All right, Ryan good. Nielsen, Saints co-defensive coordinator as well as defensive line. We'll take a break. My call is Deuce McAllister, head coach Dennis Allen on the other side when we come back. Saints Draft Preview, WWL. Welcome back, Saints Draft Preview. My call is Deuce McAllister, joined now by Saints head coach Dennis Allen. And I guess, you know, what time is it? Almost 6 o'clock, hour of the draft starts. We don't pick till 16 or 19, but, you know, that means you can't pick earlier. <laughs> so uh, what, 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 are you, what are your thoughts and feelings right now? Uh, look, I, I feel like um, we're in a good spot. Um, we got two picks tonight, and uh, I feel like we got a really good football team. So uh, there's a lot of options that are out there to us, and, and uh, I'm excited about what our uh, potential is to add to this team. Almost a no-lose situation. If you if you if you say trade up, great. If you but if you stay 16, 19 in this draft, with you might have runs on players earlier and other positions fall to you or quarterbacks. Who knows? It's, it is a it, the fact of the matter. It is a truly good position to be 16, 19, not just 18 alone. Yeah, yeah. No, there's no question about that. And 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 look, every draft is different, and you never really know how the players are going to go off the board. And so, um, you know, you're just kind of sitting there watching to see what's happening and and. Uh, you know, we obviously have some players that that we really we really like, and and certainly um, we're 
we're open to doing whatever we, we, we have to do to get the players that we want to help our football team. Coach, when you look at it and you talk about the players just knowing where you are as far as draft-wise, is it five players in a pod for you? Is it six players in a pod for you? Like, let's just say top ten. We've got 14 guys that we feel like that fit in that top ten pod. Is that kind of how we're looking at it in, in, in this situation? Yeah, similar. I mean, obviously when you're picking 16 and 19, there's a lot of things that can happen ahead of you, so you don't really know what the players are exactly that are going to be there uh, when you get ready to pick. But typically, you know, you're, you're going to have a, a, a pod of three to five yep. players that you feel like ah, they're, they're going to be there when we get ready to pick. And then, and then as the draft goes along, you're able to really solidify who those players are going to be, and that kind of dictates – uh, you know what you do in the draft. Yeah, and so that's what, and and that's leads leads us to sixteen because it is at sixteen. It's it's different if you're at five because now we know kind of what happens. But being in the middle of it, you have your top ten pod, and we've got a gra- a, a top ten grade on maybe seven players. You know, and and so maybe another guy that was drafted in that top ten, we liked him, but he may not. In our eyes, he wasn't a top ten player. So when you make that pod, is it more so value for that player or getting someone that helps your team? Yeah, I don't want to call it immediately, but he helps your team to be successful this year and beyond. Well, yeah, I mean, look, certainly when you're going through the draft, you're trying to take the best available player um, because the, the, the better football players that you get, there's there's all kinds of other avenues that you can go through to acquire different positions or you're acquiring assets that other other teams are interested in you know so um you're just trying to really add the best players you can to your football team and uh and certainly you know if there's a position of need and you have two guys that are graded really similarly then then obviously you would take probably the position of need how much do you are you watching and listening as to what Mickey's telling you or Jeff about? Like, when, you know, when we get beyond five, now we're at six. Now we're Carolina, right? Now is, is it a – and Atlanta's at eight, right? Same with the Giants at five and seven. So are you – is it – are you active or are you just like we are? I wonder what Carolina's going to do, right? Because, yeah, I mean, look, the, the, after that, it's a whole new ball game. Well, look, there, there's there's part of it where you're we're kind of watching the draft just like everybody else is, and then there's part of it as you're watching the guys go off the board, you're trying to strategize as to what you want to do. Uh, do we want to sit tight? Do we want to move up? Do we want to move, move back? Who's going to be available when we get ready to pick? All those things are going on. Uh, you know, throughout the draft. So, and, and, and quite honestly, there's been a lot of those scenarios that we've gone through. Uh, just about every scenario that we think can possibly come up, we've gone through uh, over the last few days to, to just to try to prepare ourselves for that. I, I didn't get a chance to ask you, but how is this process being? Has it been, is, is, it, is it fun yet, I guess is the question. <laughs> yeah, look, I'm having a blast. I really am. Okay, um, now tell me the truth. Are you? No, truly? <laughs> I'm having a blast. It's, it's been it's been uh, a lot of fun. I've enjoyed every minute of it. Um, love my coaching staff. Love the fact that we've had the players back in the building a little bit, going through some strength and conditioning. Um, you know, we kind of get into uh, some football meetings starting next week. I'm looking forward to this draft and and, and trying to add to the team and and uh, and, and then getting into. OTAs and things of that nature to really start practicing football. So it's been a lot of fun. It's been a lot of work, uh, but uh, but 
you know, it, it, it's been fun being able to get back in the seat and doing this. And you get to will have done something in the last few months that you weren't able to do before, and that's the eye test. And I'd imagine getting on the road, seeing some of these guys, or at least you or your staff, that makes a big difference. I mean, I, I don't know what I don't I don't know what Alvin Kamara did at the combine at Indy. I don't know if he was even there, but I know that with that trip to Tennessee made the difference. Yeah, and 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 we've we've really tried to do that as much as we possibly can. And then you know, certainly with uh, with the COVID and all that uh, situation. It was it was not easy for us to get out and see these players in person, but I love being able to get out and spend some time with them. It's not really as much about watching these guys work out uh, as much as it is just spending time with them, getting to know them, and and visiting with them in terms of uh, what they know football wise. Well, what about tomorrow? As you as you as you look further into this draft with with two. Uh, and three tomorrow, and then beyond, because Dan, Dan Rizzi said he would take care of Saturday, but to, uh, <laughs> just as important tomorrow with, with two with two and three, 49 pick. Yeah, look, I mean, you know, a lot's going to be determined by what we're able to do uh, today, and yeah. and and so it, the draft is a is a constantly uh, changing environment, and so we just got to pay attention to it and be able to adjust. Dennis Allen, best of luck to you tonight. Thanks for stopping by, Deuce. As always, thank you, my friend. Coming up next, it's Bobby Hebert, Christian Garrick, and Mike Detelier with WWL Draft Fest live from Urban South Brewery on Chapatulas. Get ready for wall-to-wall Saints and NFL draft coverage round one. Coming up on the home of your New Orleans Saints, WWL. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.